What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo Gig News and Interviews. I'm your host, Steve. Let's get it on. Hey everybody, what's up? I was doing one last thing and I am done. I was putting us live on Instagram. That's the second time I've done that. Um, so those of you, if anybody is watching on Instagram, there is no connection between the comments. So if you're commenting on Instagram, we won't see it here on StreamYard. Just pointing it out. Um, but I'm just testing the waters here. On Twitter, for those that are curious, they have added the integration of bringing comments in from Twitter finally. Because I used to have people tell me, I'd comment all through the lives and you guys never said a word. I'm like, I didn't see them. Now we see them. So hopefully Instagram will have that fixed too. Um, I like that new feature. But what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo Roundtable. Um, let me Tony just said, here. real quick, Tony just said, I'm live on Instagram. Can you see this? Yeah, but it shows as YouTube. I know, but we can still see it. Yeah. On StreamYard. That's, that's weird because usually the logo should be the Instagram logo. It shouldn't be the YouTube logo. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I do see it. But even the videos for StreamYard. Oh, he said really, Tony? <laughs> I was all serious about it. I'm like, oh, maybe it is working. Damn it, we're in the middle of an intro here. We're trying to get the show rolling. At least wait till we're like in. <laughs> Good night, guys. <laughs> um, okay, let me get back to where we were here. So, um, Kim side money plans, and I don't. I want to see if he changed it yet. Oh, he did. Rideshare podcasts. Tom Kelly on the far end. Um, right below me, we got uh, Dash Theory TV, and we got Gig Work Mama. So I, before we go any further, Kim, I got a quick question for you. Are we halfway there? Halfway there with what? Because we are living on a prayer. Uh, I totally I was didn't doing that. that. Kim and I had an inside joke going there a little bit ago. So. I totally didn't get that for a half a second. Whenever I say, I'm like, whenever someone asks me, like, where I'm at. I'm like, yeah, I'm just like a mile away from Bon Jovi. It's nothing. <laughs> right. I mean, so what, what happened guys in a, just in a quick nutshell was I, I was talking to Kim Cavan and Kim and there's some stuff going on in Kim's state of New Jersey. And Kim had information out about, you need to write one of these three people, depending on where you lived. I didn't know which one Kim fell under. So I asked Kim Cavan, well, she lives here. Who does she need to contact? She told me, and and she said, oh, I grew up right near there. She said, that's a Springsteen country. And then Kim was like, no, I live by Bon Jovi. <laughs> so it became this, I don't know, I, I was I was out of the mix. We, I mean, because we I know both those bon musicians are from there, but like where they are, I have no idea. We were talking Bon Jovi <laughs> talk, come on. <laughs> I mean, but right, but where, where, what that means between the, you got to live in a state to understand it. How do you not know I Bon Jovi? Mean, you know bon Jovi. Like, I, mean, I know those musicians are from there, but I'm just saying. Um, 
guys hit that like if you haven't already and uh let's shout out to chat before uh i get thrown off by tony again here what's up carnifage hello hey thomas what's up scrabble um hey scrabble thank you scrabble and i had a really good conversation about um some some independent contractor stuff for those of you that don't know she also has a lot of uh traditional ic like i do uh prior to so we had a really good conversation on uh what was it on ron's stream on uh, dasher life hawaii um but what's oh what's up thomas uh what's up rick um by the way guys and i hope i hope rick doesn't mind this he i don't think he will rick you can be mad at me if you are but i think it's important we point this kind of crap out rick got deactivated and he's one of the one he has no idea why he got no. deactivated he has no clue why I mean, he's in one of those phases where it just happened and Can it's like, hey, we'll, right we'll reach out in five days. Right. I mean, exactly. You know, like, hey, oh, I didn't even think of that. Rick. Yeah. I mean, Rick watches everything most of the time. But Rick, you know, know, reach out to Legal Rideshare for sure. For sure. But at the same time, you know, like, who knows? Because in five days, he might just be reactivated. I, I just hate this system. Like here he is, you know. Like, well, why am I deactivated? I mean, it's it's almost like even the people, even the people who are <clears throat> who should be deactivated, maybe don't remember why. It's just so apparent everywhere. You need to tell them why they're deactivated. Like, you know, it's not. It's not. I mean, I guess you do. Maybe Tom has a view on this too. Like, is is your opinion that the only reason that they don't is because then you have something to say to a lawyer? Maybe. Like you, you could say, Hey, they said I was deactivated for this. I didn't do it. Yeah. And that maybe causes more. I don't know. That's the that's only thing I come up with. Otherwise, why wouldn't they just say, because you're a shithead yeah. or, you know, we don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because also if they give them a reason, then they have somewhere to dig. Whereas if they don't give you a reason, now you're thinking about like all of the different reasons why you can be deactivated. Right. I think they're but, taking it at will to a whole new level. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Edward, how are you? Uh, Tony, I'm not even saying hi to you. Well, I am. because <laughs> Tony, I hope you're feeling better too. I hope you and the family are all feeling better. Um, hey, hey, Miko, how are you? And uh, Tom, oh, yours does still say Truckers Podcast. Hmm. I was looking over there and it says it correctly. Uh, Tony's prank. Traveler, what's up? Zach is living. Zach knew. He was living on a prayer. <laughs> See, you got it. New Jersey is from the West Coast. <laughs> Thomas, wow. Because Thomas is New Jersey too, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um hey even oscar how are you um that gig life how are you doing and uh rick because the six don't need a reason no because they don't need a reason oh oh i must be missing on something oh that was for the deactivation why okay. they don't tell us yeah yeah okay so now we're caught up um, and by the way, just to confirm, I did open up IG to see and I tested it. And no, the comments really do not go through. Oh, right. But they show up in Instagram, though. They show up in Instagram. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with that is, is that I don't know if you guys have ever been on Twitter lives. The problem is, is that even if you are chatting, it 
it goes away. You have to like tap it twice and then like expand it to even scroll back at all. And you have to hold it too. If you do want to read anything, cause they just disappear. Mm. And so if it's not coming here to StreamYard either, and it's not addressed, why would people watch on the platform? Yeah, exactly. Cause they're asking questions and it's like, well, nobody's listening to me. No, so exactly. like even if I guess I'm saying, even if I had Instagram open on another device right here, most likely, I mean, cause because they disappear, I wouldn't see it. Yeah, you'd need somebody else to like moderate, like right, like so before that Schumer was on there, and they mm. said, "Can you see this?" They can't see us. No, on so Instagram we, we can't see your comments, guys, but you can see us. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, almost like it's, so it's almost like Instagram's advertising for you to get off their platform and go watch it live somewhere else. Well, technically, I think it's because Instagram is still working out the kinks because they didn't have their API open for the longest time. Oh, this know. is just yeah. very recent. So yeah. I think they're kind of working out the kinks of how live video works on their platform versus others. Yeah, when I was hooking it up, it also said that after an hour, it ends it. Or it yes. says most likely at an hour, it'll end. Sometimes It said sometimes not. <laughs> what? So, very specific. <laughs> um. But yeah, guys, there's a few things. So, I mean, the first one, the first two things I want to talk about, they're both Uber related. Um, there's been a couple different people talking about these, but I think that, I think this is worth talking about because it's more of a, I think some people just read this and thought, well, that's weird. What are they doing? And I think we're used to that because like Uber bought Autonomous and, you know, what they do with it, they were like 396th out of 400 and how well they do autonomous. So they bought a company, but in, you know, it's like, who cared? You know, they were going to have VTOLs, but it became Uber helicopter and they only even had two of those. So it's like, who cares? All these are just stupid projects that they don't really care about. This Drizzly thing is actually a little scarier than that. Um, there's articles everywhere. I'm sure you guys have seen it. What has happened is that in 2020, um, about a month after stay-at-home orders, maybe like early May, um, Drizzly began, and it was in March of 2021 that Uber bought them. And during that time, when Uber bought them, they bought them for $1.1 billion. That's a lot of money to acquire a, a, a business. But Drizzly, I always tell you guys about these liquor deliveries. Make sure that you're tip certified. Make sure you look into it in your state. Don't trust these apps because they never tell you anything. We should be used to this. But Drizzly, if you don't know the original model, I was even a little thrown because I didn't know this. The original model of Drizzly um, was built more for, um, here, how did they word it here? Because I liked that. Um, so Drizzly was always a bit of an odd match for Uber in that it didn't hire or contract its own delivery workers. Instead, Drizzly provided back-end tech that let local liquor stores provide their own deliveries. So during the pandemic, nobody was allowed to go to liquor stores because, could, I mean, you couldn't go anywhere. Even when they were allowed to be open, it was like two people in at a time. Everything was wrecked. We all know this. So what happened was Drizzly saw that window and they said, hey, you know, these most of these places are just closed anyway. Why can't they just deliver them? So I think that a lot of owner-operator liquor stores, and if you guys aren't familiar with packaged liquor, a lot of times it is somebody owns it and they're there six days a week and maybe one day a week there's another guy there. <laughs> they have one employee part-time kind of thing. 
Um, but usually they run it themselves. It's usually kind of like just this is my chill business. And so the pandemic, of course, if you're closed and you can't come in, but Drizzly comes around, they say, hey, we're going to let people order from you and you specifically if they like your store or whatever. And then you can figure out getting it to them. Okay. That worked out. Um, then they Drizzly went as far as to do this integration software where people could, or actually through the app, people could order their liquor, their beer to their liquor store. And it was going through to that liquor store. And then the liquor store took care of it. Now Uber bought it and kind of like with corner shop, they did their thing with it for a little bit. Well, after, I mean, 20, after three years, they just, not even three years, two months, or what's it? Like a few months short of the three years they would own it. They just shut down Drizzly. So what does that mean? It means that Drizzly orders that the liquor store software now sends their orders through are going to Uber and now they'll show up in the Uber Eats side of things, just like Corner Shop did and all that. It's just going to all be in one. But it still remains the problem that when it was Drizzly, everybody that was an owner, maybe even of a liquor store or an employee, they are all either um, tip certified for um, service or they are tip certi certified for package liquor. So they were all doing it legit. Now it's Uber pushing these orders through and saying, hey, you can deliver these here. Go ahead. But like always, and it's it's just the way of Uber, guys. They're not going to tell you, by the way, you know you need to have, because they love, we all know this, they love playing both sides of that independent contractor card as hard as they can. So on this side, they're saying, dude, you're an independent contractor. That's up to you to know your business. And I'm telling you here right now, if you've been delivering liquor, with the drizzly going down, I don't really know. We were all talking before we started about liquor licenses and how hard it is to acquire a new one. I mean, to me, it's like, yeah, they have the drizzly one, but that's to protect Uber, not the driver. So I, I don't know. To me, I, I won't I won't do any booze. Um, and you know me, you guys have worked in the bars for many years. I haven't done it, period, anyway, but now I think it's as sketchy as it's ever been. And I just wanted to put that out there because clearly Corner Shop was doing very well in, South, in Peru and up through South Central America. And Uber said, no, 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 we, we're going to need that because we're going to be taking over the world here soon. Hmm. Okay, so that happened. And so now they took Drizzly for $1.1 That's a lot. Um, and... Now, this is uh, this is kind of wild, you guys. So since November, and it's been kept very hush-hush, um, Uber is looking to purchase Instacart. So it's the 800-pound gorilla and a maple bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so they, it's oh, since November 8th. Um, uh, the CEO, what is his name? Fiji, um, Simo or something. He, he's the CEO of Instacart and Maple Bear, um, which owns Instacart. And they're in talks since the eighth things have, things were paused, but they knew, but, um, 
So there was uh, an analyst that put out the uh, something about the merger of these two January 17th, yesterday, entitled, What Do an 800-Pound Gorilla and a Maple Bear Look Like Together? <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> which I found pretty it's interesting. It's really creative. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Uh, so now, where was the price though? So, um, who upgraded Instacart to outperform pure performance with thirty-five dollar uh, price target? Okay, so that's I think that's like where they're targeting, and I can't find it at the moment. But Instacart is offering them, or Uber's offering them forty dollars a share on what is just under thirty-five right now. So again, at the reason all these tie together, corner shop, Drizzly. What would be the logical thing if Uber buys Instacart? Oh my God, they're going to shut them down for sure. For yep. sure. I mean, before the, the year ends, even because we're so is... early in the year, they'll just end it. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. And just redirect the traffic into Uber. But this is what I don't get. So I don't know what you guys noticed. So the Bloomberg market share came out, what was it, five days ago, six days ago, something like that. Um, just because I was doing research for a video I was doing. And DoorDash is still 66% of the market share. I'm going to be honest. I thought Uber would have at least raised even the slightest bit just based off of them acquiring Corner Shop last year and all the other merchants they've been requiring. They're still sitting in the 20s. So I'm well, like, but you're talking about food delivery space. But but if you looked at the Bloomberg record, report, they could not distinguish between food delivery and grocery delivery. So in the Bloomberg report, it's actually combined into one because they couldn't differentiate their sales between grocery and food delivery. Really? Did they say that for both platforms, though? Because yes. here's, here's the thing, because like DoorDash kind of like they, I could see them go, whatever, dude, that's just we don't care. That's just one number. But like with Uber, it's, it is separated and just and that's public document. They should be able to. That's a, I don't know. I got to say, that's just bad reporting because you can go find that exact number. I'm just going by what I read. No, I mean, and I, I hear you and I believe you. I'm just, <laughs> you know, and, and wh why? I don't know. I mean, that is less that is less market share than they had. Right. So they are DoorDash. I mean, they are losing market share. No. The only no, reason I they're gaining is because Grubhub and some of the others have. Actually, Grubhub gained, if I remember correctly, Grubhub gained last year. They were at 6%. They went to 8%. And then I know DoorDash was at 66%. And then well, Uber the, I mean, at 20 something. The other percent. thing is, what are you doing? Is this 22 to 23, right? Yeah. Year to year. So in 22, there was a ton more volume on all of them. Yeah. I'm but just saying it's the latest, literally the it's the latest report that has just market come out. Share was out of hundreds of millions of orders. Now this, the last year it's out of like 50 million. Yeah. There's, there's uh, less orders and yeah. it wasn't just the end of the year. There's been less, I mean, there was less, it's like, it's like when you see the, you know, when you see the, uh, I think Tom and I have talked about this before. When you see the uh, performance of the stock market, like during the pandemic, and you see like, damn, that stock spiked today. None of that, none of that matters until you go look at what the volume traded was. 
Because if the volume that was traded was like five shares, then who cares what it did? I don't, you know, the thing with the this, volume though, was like during the pandemic, the volume was very low is my point. So when you'd see these major jumps, were they really? Because you didn't have much trading going on. I guess my concern from being a from a driver's, I guess, perspective is right now food delivery, at least for me during January, is keeping me <laughs> afloat in making money. Like Instacart has picked up, even doing orders on Uber Eats and DoorDash. Like it's literally has been about food. I mean, the grocery delivery for the past like two, three weeks, I feel like it flipped because it's January, right? So food delivery goes, grocery delivery goes up because people are eating healthier. So if Uber Eats takes away Instacart. They already took away Corner Shop. Like the food, the grocery delivery game for a driver is now becomes shorter where it's a boom. To me, it's a booming business right now. It's kind of, to me, the wave of the future because people can skimp back on food delivery. A lot of times people can't skimp back on well, grocery hence, delivery. Hence why Uber's offering more than the company's worth per share because they yeah. know there's growth there they know it they really want it i mean and... here's, here's a comment from scrabble and so i'll say this like so here's a perfect example because i understand i actually understand how the postmates thing works postmates was all over the place postmates is in only a handful of cities now like it was it was here but it's not you can't get postmates here now um but in some cities, you can still get Uber Eats or Postmates. The way that they did that was was more Postmates being used in that area than Uber Eats. And if it was, they kept Postmates around. And it's just an interface. It's just the app. It's just it's just a paint of coat on the Uber app that says Postmates now. Yeah. Hey, John, have you seen like Spark increase over the past like couple of weeks? Uh. I wouldn't say necessarily I've seen increase. I've seen like more. Mm, I've seen I've seen some big orders here and there, but I wouldn't say I've seen an increase in volume. I mean, John, you've dropped a couple videos lately, though. Yeah, on, on some things relative to Spark, right? I mean, I mean, lately, uh, I mean, the biggest things I think that are with Spark right now. I think the biggest, probably the biggest thing was uh, Uber Lyft Phoenix's video with the scammers. But um, I mean, right now, not a lot of new things with Spark. Lately, it's just been kind of the uh, seeing what the first days of 2024 have been like. The most recent one, I was doing some Walmart Spark at a neighborhood Walmart. And so that one was a smaller store. The neighborhood Walmarts, they don't have the um, like the electronics and all the stuff that the super Walmarts have. So. If we would have done this on Monday night, and Curry's been good to me, I talked about it on Last Mile yesterday, but if we would have done this on Monday night, I would have said, wow, this is uh, this year's starting off just as bad as last year. <laughs> but, and part of it is the independent contractor stuff going on and stuff too. I know a lot of you are hesitant on what that is. There, It is very deep and it's very um, impactful, in fact. So like, if you're if you're underplaying it, and you think I'm overplaying it, find a balance between us at least in your head because don't want you to get knocked on your ass by this one. It's very real. I don't know if you want to highlight the comment from Rick at 917, but he did a few drizzly orders on Uber Eats last week. Uh, not that, Rick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
You said nine se 17, right? Yes. Rick Quattlebaum. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Um, so it's already it's already in there. Well, it's it's been in there. You've been able to do liquor. It hasn't, it's like it's not like they've been gone for the last three years. They've been there. They've just been doing it as as I mean, has nobody taken a liquor order through Uber? Yeah, I have with food. Yeah, right. that's I can't think of any. No, nah, I don't think I'm on Uber liquor. Yeah. Oh, so okay. So I can't even toggle that. Which like, is I guess so my, crazy. My, my point is, I don't think you can get on since. I mean, I might be wrong. Somebody correct me if I am, but I don't think like how Scrabble saying they're still Postmates. I don't think you can get on Drizzly like even a year ago. I think it would have redirected you to get on to Uber. Well, with Corner Shop, um, when they closed off uh, Corner Shop for the customer, so we could still, as the driver, we can still go into the Corner Shop app. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, because there was one store, Costco was the last one to switch over. So you can still get Costco orders through the Corner Shop app, but it kept telling you, because even on the customer side, I ordered it once. It keeps telling you, we are transferring to Uber, we are transferring to Uber, we're transferring to Uber. And they would send you like coupon codes by email so that you can order it on Uber. And then after a while, the Corner Shop app just stopped working on both the driver and the uh, consumer side. So most likely, I mean, yeah, I mean, at some point thing. when they actually do pull it, they got to pull it, but exactly. So this you know, might be the same so thing. That's weird, you know, like, you know, we all know you can take Uber and go roam around with Uber Eats. I could go visit all of you, maybe not Cheyenne because she's in a different country, but um, I could go visit the rest of you and I could turn my Uber Eats on. Yeah. Okay. So you now a hundred percent for sure. You can't do that with liquor. No, I mean, you already can't in your own state, but I'm really trying to define it to you guys how much you can. Well, I can't be traveling around the country delivering liquor in every state. Yeah. I don't know the laws. Liquor just came to New Jersey less than a year ago. But I'll be honest, the only liquor orders I ever see are actually on Instacart and going to like um, like actual liquor stores like wine, Total Wines or stuff like that and delivering them. I've never honestly done them because I don't want to, but um, that's the only thing I actually see alcohol being delivered on. So, yeah, my question to, so Rick, you said you saw, you said you did a few. Here's my thing. Did you look into it? Do you know that you need to, I don't know what state you're in, but do you know you need to be TIP certified? And even if it's not called TIPS in your state, whatever it's called it's called something because i've worked in that liquor industry for many years um you need to be certified to either handle alcohol in a bar or restaurant or package certified or whatever but you know every state has some type of certification you need to have um and if you don't have it it's not legal to be delivering liquor even though they you're doing the id thing you're doing this game and I only point this out, we pointed it out before too, is it because this could get you in a shit ton of trouble, you guys. I mean, this could be a light, I hate saying it this way, but this could be a life ender. I mean, you could get sued for an amount, millions. Uber's going to turn their back on you. Your insurance has definitely not got your back at all on liquor. <laughs> you can bet on that. But, I mean, unless you think Uber's 
a very um, uh, upfront, honest company, I would be very careful about doing liquor deliveries for Uber. Period. Even if you are tip certified. Because I just know how the, how these platforms work. If you get into an issue, if some kid's having a party and he gets an adult to answer the door, run his ID, get the liquor. Some kid gets in a car and drives and drives and dies. They will try and blame everybody and they'll find out it was ordered from Uber Eats. They'll try and blame them. They won't be able to. It, we've seen it with the autonomous drivers in, in, uh, in John's neck of the woods. You know, they left her out to dry. If you don't think they're going to do that to a liquor driver, too, of course they are. That's why they let you check the ID. They can say, well, you don't know. We didn't do anything. We're just a dispatch company. So my point is, I, I won't do it. Never have. I would, I would, I, I don't like to tell you guys what to, ever what to do, and you don't have to do it, but I would really push on that one. Just don't do it. I mean, unless you've really, really thought it through, unless you feel so certain, unless you are certified correctly. And like me, even me, I've look at me, I've worked in the bars for 20 years plus, and I won't do it. I am certified. I won't do it. So if I mean, like, that should tell you something like, you know, because I feel comfortable with that stuff, too. I'm not going to go. You don't know what you're walking into either. You could be delivering liquor to a couple who ran out of liquor that are that are having a domestic dispute by the time you get there because they're sobering up and punching each other and you're walking into some wild scenario. I mean, I'm just telling you, I've seen it all and I just am trying to warn. <laughs> so See, ooh, I got to let somebody else handle that question because this one, mm -mm. Tom, you want to go with this? Which one? This one up on the screen, this they can sue my LLC. Have fun. Yikes. Whoa. I think Where's he's saying that like he has an LLC, so right. it'll protect him from this. I guess what I'm stating is liquor law ain't gonna be you're not gonna be protected without all the correct licensing. Right. Under an LLC. I, I don't know. Correct. Maybe, maybe so funny thing i just looked up um because i think it was traveler that said that it's not required in new york so i was looking up for here and i know that i personally don't need to do like on the apps i just had to fill out the form to say okay i want to deliver it or i don't want to deliver it um i know in ontario you need to get smart serve smart serve certified which i actually am smart serve, serve certified so Okay, but I looked on Skip's website and they said you don't need a certificate to or permit to be able to deliver alcohol. However, when you go on to the alcohol laws website, it yes. states that for Quebec, you actually do need a permit to produce, distribute, deliver, store and sell alcohol, sell alcoholic beverages in Quebec. Yeah. So my question to traveler, he's in Syracuse, New York is I would say, look, I mean, call, call your, um, call your licensing building, your state licensing building and ask them if you can be delivering liquor. Even if like yeah. some, there was some wordage, like Cheyenne just said in the app, because again, in the app, they're just trying to like, they're saying, Hey, we have this available now. And they're kind of saying like, 
without saying it, but I hope you have all the right things you need because you're an independent contractor, remember? Yeah, it, it literally says like, so they, they put all of the provinces and the ones that actually have a permit that you need, they tell you, you have to be this certified, you have to be that certified. And then for all the others, it just says like, you have to be over 18 and fill out this form. So you would think, okay, this is perfectly fine. But when you actually look into it, no, you need a permit. So like all the alcohol deliveries that I was doing, because I was like, oh, whatever, like, I filled out the form and technically I am like smart serve certified in Ontario, but here in Quebec, I'm not covered. Yeah, exactly. And that was my point. Like I'm here in Colorado, but what if I, like a lot of people do travel and do other apps in other places. What if I go to, I mean, around me, these closed states are all boring. Um, what if I go see Tom in Houston? Um, <laughs> I mean, Colorado's awesome, but we're surrounded by a bunch of, like Nebraska is just 500 miles of corn. Chicken. But if I go visit Tom <laughs> and, uh, in Houston and I turn on the app and I take liquor delivery, I in no way am certified in Texas. I don't even know if Texas has laws, but if they do, <laughs> like, I'm in no way certified to take that. Check out the link I just posted. Um, I can't because it's like this. It's in StreamYard. Yeah. Why would you, you find there? On YouTube. Okay. But that gives you kind of a starting place for finding out what's going on. In the, on but it, you're right, Stephen, that it says every state has its own rules for alcohol delivery. In Oklahoma, for example, a qualified restaurant employee must perform the delivery. Michigan allows restaurants with on-premises liquor license to use third-party delivery companies. New, uh, North Carolina uh, alcohol laws are still in flux. Uh, so this gives you kind of an overhead. Here in Texas, you've got to take the TRAD course, Texas Responsible Alcohol Delivery Training Course. Mm -hmm. So until you have your TRAD certification, you won't be able to deliver um, alcohol in Texas. So A lot I mean, of this, you guys, too, is over-serving. And that even means, like, if I was delivering to Tom and... I'm delivering package liquor and I think he's too inebri inebriated to sell to him. I have to treat that like when I'm being a bartender, I should not be, I can't sell Tom liquor if he can't pull his, his, his ID out of his wallet and he's bumping into walls. Like I'm supposed to know that from these, from these certifications and I'm not supposed to serve him. Same as even though it's his house, mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to do it. Yeah. And based on weight, they don't tell and you this know, stuff. They like, don't, no, they, they don't. don't. And they don't tell you about these certifications. And it's it's always the case with Uber. But this is yeah. a big one, guys, because this one could just wait. It, to me, it's like Uber teen. It's like, just wait mm -hmm. till the kid is raped, molested, and killed. Yeah, Tom put up some good information. And when you really think about it, most drivers are not certified, period. <laughs> No, and there. I'm surprised that I haven't been able to look yet, but I'm surprised that if Tom has a link from Grubhub, even, you know, I mean, that's that's pretty good of Grubhub to put a, any information up on it because they're one of these companies too. Or I guess they're never planning on doing it, so they put the information up. I don't know. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying to you guys that, you know, be very, very, very careful. These companies... Never watch our backs. We know that both the liquor 
I just wanted to make sure to point that out because it it's a big deal. You could get in a lot of trouble. Like, and I don't I don't mean slap on the wrist, deactivated trouble. Like you could end up in court. Um, and I know this from being a bartender, like you're responsible for the people you're serving. Yeah. Not 100%. They can't come and say, you sold them beer. You're, you're going to jail. But trust me, they can, you can get pulled into stuff where you're like, dude, I didn't do nothing. What are you talking about? So that's, uh, at that, I'll just leave it. I just wanted to tell you guys, you know, there's these mergers going on. Clearly, we've always known Uber is global. And I'll even go as far as to say this. If you're not, if you're not so sure on how Uber was going global. So here's two comments I want to make too before, because this Seattle legislation with food now, New York, California, all this stuff. So if here's my comment to any food platform that could potentially hear this at all. If you food app platforms, delivery platforms gave a crap at all about the tip, this is tipping now. You would do it across the board because they've now come out with all these reasons why the tipping needs to be after the fact. But guess what, guys? It's only in the legislation states. Come on. If you really cared about that and you really thought, hey, for the customer's sake, this is better. No, that's not true. You're doing it because it's in the legislation states. Otherwise, you do it in all 50 states. really believed that and then the other thing i'll say is um when an uber initially launched don't forget that tipping in the app for those of you that weren't around weren't doing any rideshare or even that familiar with it you tipping wasn't it. allowed for a long time not in california not anywhere not when it came here even when it came here in 2014 and uber launched you couldn't tip in the app but you were being paid a percentage like i was getting 85 percent Uber was taking 15. Look, let's look at that difference now. I mean, so every trip was worth taking. That was Travis Kalanick. A lot of people don't like him because he's a womanizer and a partier and he, he gets in those kind of problems. In all honesty, I'd rather have that guy at the helm who actually gave a crap about drivers, believe it or not, more than most. Um, but I'd rather have him at the helm because why was he not doing tipping but trying to pay well here in the United States? Because he knew Uber would go global. We're one of the only countries that tips. <laughs> he thought, let's just build it without tips from the beginning. Because why? So even when Lyft launched, Lyft started tips immediately. And every investor with Uber was telling Travis, "You need to, we need to go to tips. We need to go to tips. It took him about a year to go to tips. He still believed that concept of no. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying that, you know, those are the ones thinking global. And now Uber, you know, different people running it and whatnot. But if, you, if you're listening to what we're saying here tonight, clearly, you know, it's, they're trying to take over the world. <laughs> you know, I mean, at least the gig world. I mean, let's be honest. They are. We've always kind of figured it, you know, but I mean, thank you, Thomas, very much. I appreciate the tip alert. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, like, look, if if Uber, I mean, I, I don't think anybody who does food delivery is going to say I do, I mean, not many anyway, some will. I do a lot more Uber Eats than DoorDash. Most people I talk to say I do way more DoorDash than Uber Eats. I know. I knew you were going to be. Um, 
but that's because you live in Canada too. And for some reason, you guys, the your view, you've even expressed it here on Door. The Canadians' view on DoorDash just isn't how we view it. Yeah, no. Like for some reason, it's it's not like Kim was saying. It's not the market share leader. No, yeah. I don't know if it's my area, it's honestly, just, but Uber is definitely more popular in my area. Yeah, because you it's have cool. a market share report in can like just for Canada, like we do here. I never looked into that. I think a big thing is Uber Eats is more international. I know every time I've been to Mexico, I've been to Mexico multiple times and ordered Uber Eats. So mm -hmm. you ordered Uber Eats in Mexico? Yep. See that Juarez, multiple multiple states I've been down there. But yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Out. <laughs> I got I, I mean, I'm this close to the border. I, I explore Mexico. <laughs> I you that much. <laughs> Can you order things from the other side of the border too, Tucson? Or you're in Phoenix? Uh, yeah, I'm sure you probably could. Um, how legal that is? That's that's the question. Okay, I want this. <laughs> I want this thing from Nogales. No. Uh, people on the border town, I'm sure Nogales. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Make, yeah, but you know who's going to drive across the board the the international border to deliver food twice? Even that's a long back and forth adventure. For those that have never done it, it takes a long time. It's um, it can be frustrating, annoying, hot. Um, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. that was that was that. The other um, the other big the other big thing was the uh, DoorDash is is adding more to New York City delivery fees. Is if anybody's been watching, um, DoorDash is already m manipulating the crap out. Of, it's it owns that law already. I mean, we talked about this before when they first did it, but they already own it. Now the law's out there and they're like, okay, yeah, we run the show now. I mean, they're just, they're taking it out on, and they're taking it out on everybody. And mm -hmm. at first glance, it might appear like, well, wait, why doesn't it, why doesn't, you know, why, I don't know, why doesn't, uh, I'm telling you, it's a big F you to, whatever's going on like the same thing with like seattle like it's like okay you're gonna do this well you know what i'm gonna do this and still take control yes yeah, so for those of you wondering about seattle this is this is amazing so seattle decided that on every order 4.99 is that what it is needs to be the you need to the driver has to be paid 4.99 well guess what seattle did it raised its service fees its processing fees and did it? What did it do with the four ninety nine? You're gonna think I'm gonna say that it said that the customer has to pay it. Mm -mm. It said that the customer has to pay ten dollars for the new city fee. So they found a way to pay the driver the minimum and make that same amount for themselves. So crazy. <laughs> I mean, you guys watch your legislation because this oh, kind of man. crap. Well, it's you. I mean, I'm not saying you know we got to bow down to them, but. This is why legislation in this space is going to be a big problem because they have manipulation ways. Like I was, I, I tossed out the idea of, you know, like let's, you know, the guy who Sergio and I knew um, in um, Oregon, the rideshare driver got audited, had to pay five grand because he didn't have his list of clients. If you go audit Uber or how do you audit Uber? How do you audit an algorithm? I mean, like if you're if you go in and say like bust in like gangbusters and say it's we're auditing this whole company, everybody stand still and 
okay, the server room's over there. Good, good luck with the algorithm. <laughs> like, I mean, how do you do that? And if you do, if you are able to do it, how do they know they're getting at all correct information? We, you know, you know the old days of cooking books. This would be one of you could just create a maze to an audit where they could never get to the information. I don't know. It, 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 this is where some of that AI and some of the other stuff gets a little scary to me because we're doing it, but we're not thinking ahead into like, well, what happens if we need to audit the company? How do we audit an algorithm? Well, they wrote it. They're not going to tell you anything that you need to know. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, and here again, here we are writing legislation. That was another thing that Scrabble and I were talking about on Ron's stream was that, you know, they haven't defined the space. Now we're getting legislation. And a lot of this legislation, I think it's going to come back and bite people not only that way, but like setting those kind of amounts and things like, I don't want to work for, I don't, I don't want that New York crap here. And we've got legislation that's, that's being pushed too. There it's about to kind of like New York's. I mean, I don't know how far it'll get. I'm about to start looking into it because I just saw it the other day. You know, I knew that we were going to see something, but I just saw it for the first time the other day. And it's, it's not Stephanie's legislation, that's for sure. Um, uh, okay. So, so Tom just posted a link for the uh, Canadian, like, split. So it says, what food delivery is most popular? Canadians stuck to their very own food delivery service with around 55% using Skip the Dishes in the last 12 months. It is worth noting that Skip the Dishes was acquired by Just Eats in 2016. Thanks to this acquisition, Just Eats in Canada became the top food delivery choice in 2020. Then it says Canadians also use Uber Eats 46% and Domino's 43%. You guys what? like a lot of pizza over there? We do. We actually do. And Domino's is actually a really popular one. DoorDash didn't, it wasn't even in this list. That's why I was, I was very confused. Wait, what? And what? This is last year? I'm checking. That's why I want to check the date. This, uh, May 19, 2023. Yeah. So they, they don't even recognize DoorDash as 1% as of May 23 <laughs> in Canada. I mean, based on that, this article, I'm asking you, does that make any sense to you on like volume of orders you see on DoorDash? So honestly, DoorDash is is my least like the one that I, I know. I know you don't like it. Yeah, amount. On, well, it's not only that I don't like them; it's just that you know it, it's not good. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, well, like through, like, is it like? Well, here so the their States, orders, their orders come in through. The problem is that um, the the amounts don't really make any sense. And with that whole hidden tip thing, since the areas, DoorDash areas are also very big. So if you're going to get an order that is capped because of the hidden tips, it's not going to be worth it for you. So unless you're a driver that's taken every single order, then yeah, it's going to work for them. But if you're a driver that kind of knows, and if you're on Uber Eats, like you're going to see the difference between the two. And yeah, it's no, DoorDash is, it's not it. <laughs> Oh, here's a what you guys. Hey, hey, welcome, Zach. We got a Twitter comment here or an hey. X comment. Sorry, X. <laughs> <laughs> Are you able to request no your statistics from DoorDash? How what's, so? What statistics? Like yeah. my stats? 
yeah that's what i was gonna ask like are you asking about like our ratings and all that kind of stuff because that's because our app. ratings are on the app itself but it just depends on what statistics you're looking for yeah um yeah for sure uh okay so well, that's actually um, pretty interesting they didn't even include doordash yeah i mean I, doordash who no, I'm just kidding. I mean, that's again, oh. is that, that's for, I'm not looking at it yet because I can't click these links out of StreamYard. But so that's for all of Canada? Yes. Uh, okay. I don't think I guess, so. I, don't I, think I guess I can see that. Maybe DoorDash is only in Vancouver, you know, Montreal, Toronto, and yeah, a couple still, others. And yeah, but those are the big cities. And you would still think, like, I, I, I still get orders. It's not like I don't get orders. I actually get less skip the dishes orders in my area than I do DoorDash. Is there but, is there DoorDash buzz around you though in Canada with gig workers or is everybody talking about Uber Eats and skip? Everyone Eats? is talking about Uber Eats. Like so, this yeah. one driver a uh, few weeks back, um, it was his first DoorDash order ever, but he's been on Uber for like two years. So everyone is on Uber Eats. Everyone is talking about Uber Eats. So I think that's maybe also why, like, not a lot of people are on DoorDash, I guess. Yeah, I don't, just talking about Zach's questions, I don't even know whether DoorDash even knows the question. <laughs> I know. This is like, I just went down them. Here's one, you know, um, how, you know, how many orders from McDonald's? Um, how many no. orders... No, I mean, you're asking us, and I would happily answer, but I was thinking the same thing as Kim. I'm thinking, they don't even know. I think yeah. you'd have to, like, track that yourself. Not only would they not tell you, they don't know. <laughs> well, Brooke from um, Twitter also says you guys have issues with tip baiting. I think that's more of an Uber Eats issue. Um, I haven't been tip baited, I'll be honest, in, like, the past year. So I don't know whether it's getting better, but I haven't been tip baited lately. And, yeah. and yeah, and on Door, well, DoorDash changed their way too, didn't they? You can't really tip. Yeah, but you can't re you can't remove it. You can add, yeah, you, but you so can't you, remove. And you need to call. So on DoorDash, that becomes a little different. Yeah. Um, but Even yeah, on Instacart, it really hasn't been an issue really lately either. Did you see Rick's comment? <laughs> I am on chat with UE about service. <laughs> Escalated my concern. <laughs> oh, here, you know what? Let me here. I can give you know what? I love doing this anyway. Every once in a while, um, this is always a good number to have, you guys, because it gets you to a person immediately. It is, um, okay, it is technically. Let me make sure I still got okay. So can everybody see that number? No, you no, might have the... to. Yeah, no. 800. Can I you say know it? would actually be yeah. a really good statistic to find. 6172. That is Uber's critical safety response line. But if you call it, they'll, they don't treat you like, hey, this is safety response, beat it. You will get a person on the phone and they'll say, what's your concern? And you just tell them that. And then if if they do ask why you call them this number, be like, I don't know. But you know what statistic I would actually like to know? And this is really on DoorDash and Uber Eats. Like how many real active drivers are actually on the platform? Whenever they talk about 
drivers. We oh, we have some so and so millions of dollar drivers, but do they really know how many active drivers they actually have on their platforms? You mean even if they're not working that no, day? No, like or? active drivers, like in at any like, given time. Yeah, like right now in your market, how many are active? Yeah, I would imagine they can pull that out. I mean, they don't share it. But at this but point, they've turned general, it all over like, to AI and the algorithm anyway. So n could they? No. Could the algorithm? Yeah. I mean, the, the algorithm and the AI should be able to, they should be able to interface that in under a second. How many right, people are on you, in But when this you hear city? Tony Hsu on any interview, he's just like, oh, we have, I can't even remember how many millions of drivers like I'm going to make this up like 15 million drivers. That's really not the number, but 15 million drivers. But like they only have like 2 million active drivers that are actually using their platform. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And also uh, before I pull this off the screen, Rick, if you do get somebody on the phone, tell them that we're live right now and they're welcome. If it's somebody superior, they're welcome to join in and uh, I'll put the link <laughs> up to the live. Uh, we'd be happy to have them on the show to roast them. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I don't so, know, Brooke, why that, why, why do we? We've talked about this a few year. times, Brooke. Is that so? There, okay. You know, it's what. First of all, why are we tipping before the service? Is the real question, and we've now trained people to do that. So the, I think the excuse is that, well, I like to tip people big, so maybe somebody always tips. 25 bucks let's say and let's say that you know one night um the order got screwed up they always order from the same restaurant took it was supposed to take 30 minutes ended up taking an hour and a half and two phone calls to uber all of a sudden they have their normal tip in and they pull it out and they take it out on you the driver even though it's not your fault or not you if you don't drive i don't know if you're a customer and you're asking but um they take it out on the driver you know, it's the it's the same thing as Domino's in like the 80s and 90s when, you know, like you were delivery. Yeah. I mean, like if you <laughs> didn't get that pizza there in 30 minutes, that was out of you. Like you were working, basically you were just working for tips anyway, but that came out of you. So and then they had to, you know, then there were people killing each other on the road. So they had to end that and say, no, we can't. There's too many car crashes. Um. It's one of the things I'm curious about, number of active, active drivers. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, you know who has, you know who has, here, I'll put it in here. If you guys want to research it, I don't know what the cost would be. But this company, I've worked with them before with Para. Um, I don't know how to spell Argyle. A-R-G-Y-L-E. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> Is that right? That is pretty much how to how you spell it. Is that Argyle? Okay. Argyle.io. I just put it into the chat, you guys. That company can pull data on every gig company there is. We've used them through Para before. They can pull any stat you want, any information. It is costly, but I don't know how they work on like maybe there's some simple information you can pull. I don't know. Um, Interesting. But they actually have the they actually have the API to every app in the country and like more than like a gridwise or anything. And like they're the ones who supply data to companies like like gridwise and stuff. Like they're the big powerhouse here. 
Um, but um, oh, before Tom has Tom, I want Tom to take us out. But first, I want to talk about one last thing. This is this is crazy to me. We've known this is going on. Do you guys see that there is a restaurant in San Francisco that operates seventy restaurants? I was looking at that the other 70, day. One location. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it is crazy. <laughs> like, I've heard of, you know, we've seen two, three. We've seen Denny's does a couple. And like, you know, what Chili's has crappy wings. So they call their wings something else. Just wings or whatever. Just wings just, or whatever. Uh-huh. But this one has 70 different storefronts on one address in San Francisco. That's crazy. Yeah, it goes on to say, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty wild too, because um, yeah, what is it called here? Uh, so so what some of them name like just Pepsi? <laughs> yeah, or Pepsi one, Pepsi two, Pepsi three, yeah. Pepsi four, yeah. Pepsi five. Just what do they have like a name for every item on their, their menu? So like if you like it, right. I don't know. Just, Chicken wings are. That means a lot. Just water. Oh, so these are just some of the uh, like. If you look up Fresco Pizza, um, or or um, shawarma and ice cream. Shawarma. Right. If you look up any of these locations in San Francisco, all of them are thirteen thirty eight Polk Street. (laughs) How does? these platforms oh this is like my biggest <laughs> issue like how do these platforms allow this to happen does anybody see something wrong with this yeah well i guess I it's because they figure like it's it's a restaurant right like you you technically but uh, i'm sure they, they have all these the same address. yes but i think that they're not linking the address they're just linking the name or the business number or whatever the case might be but Speaking not the of actual algorithm, idea. fix your algorithm to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's exactly. a simple, I was say, that's a I can't thing. create like two accounts and use my address. Right. That's my point. Like <laughs> Uber, Uber like can't cut, cut, they can't fix this problem of oh, this address has 90 restaurants in it. <laughs> it's the biggest no, they're getting a percentage off of their the business. Why would they stop it? Yeah, at the end of the day, though, well, it, it goes care, on right? to say too that there are, and it, it compared it to that to the hate. Oh, like, so there was a guy who ordered the Chili's hot wings. Um, and you were right, Kim. It's you said it's just wings, right? Yeah. Okay, so there was um, uh, where is it? One one customer in the story, for example, said he ordered delivery from a restaurant called It's Just Wings, only to have them arrive in a box. Um the said Chili's bar and grill. <laughs> and then he went on to say, I hate Chili's. I know Chili's wings are awful. I would never knowingly order them from Chili's. They have a point. I mean, yeah, but the po- that's not okay. It's, it's not really okay, not. but that's the point. That's what I'm saying. I mean, remember <laughs> again, remember when fault, remember the term, maybe some of you don't false advertising. Like, remember when that was like a big suable thing, even. Yeah. Yeah. This to me yeah. is clear cut false advertising. One hundred percent. Like it's. I don't just see wings. how it's okay. Okay. Like oh, well, I'll try that. Like how many times do you? I'm making this up, but I'm not deliver like a chain. Like I don't know what I'm like. 
chilies. We'll use chilies because they ordered it through the app, but then you deliver it as a DoorDash driver. You go to someone's house and they're like, oh, I ordered it through Chili's. What are you doing here? Like, you you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the same, same false advertising. They're expecting a driver from Chili's and a DoorDash driver ends up being at their house. And they're like, if I knew it was DoorDash, I wouldn't have, uh, <laughs> I would have ordered yeah. it. <laughs> well, but yeah. that's what, what if you're allergic to something at Chili's and their wings? I'm not saying Chili's has that, but like, what if there's one thing in that, in that item and, and it's not even that you hate them. You just can't eat them because your face swells up. So you're like, I'll just order this at Just Wings. <laughs> you just ordered the one that. <laughs> it's so wrong. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, it's so dishonest. That's really what it is. It's completely dishonest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Of course it is. But the 90 just that's why this article we've known about the ghost kitchens and the yeah. and they shouldn't even be called that this the the redeployment kitchens or whatever you want to call it. But this is 90 in one location. And then what's the price that's like? Me. Like let's say you order wings from Chili's and it's like 15 bucks, but then you order wings from this other place and it's like 20, 20 bucks, but it's the same wings. <laughs> see i'm wondering are, are they literally like me i mean do they i want to look into this i want to look into this address 1338 polk street i know california i know or san francisco i know polk street but so like i'm wondering because that location I'm, I'm not sure by the address number but could be amazing centralized i'm wondering are they just running all the food to there or are they making 90 restaurant foods in one kitchen at 1338 Polk? Well, I went to pick up one time at this place and they had 10 different ghost kitchens in the one place. You go into one door and then you have the sign for all of these different ghost kitchens. And when I walked in, I was like, wait, I'm or like, huh? And he's like, I'm, who are you here for? So then I told him which place and there's like a cubby. So they bring the food out from the kitchen and they put it in the cubby based on which restaurant it is. But it's all one kitchen in the back. Like, it's just one kitchen. So everyone, depending on what they order, all of the food is there and it's kind of all the same cooks cooking based on, I, it was weird. All I gotta say is I remember, and this is when I Boston Market went out of business by me. I don't even think they're in New Jersey anymore, but... I remember they had Boston Market and then they had a ghost kitchen. It was called Rotisserie Gold, Rotisserie something. And one day this I was looking at their menu and I got an order from them. So I go pick it up and it's the ghost kitchen. And it was like garlic broccoli. And I'm like, they just sell regular broccoli. How are they going to make this different? So I went in to go pick it up and they were getting it ready. And the only thing they did was take like a sprit, like a shaker of like a mixture and sprinkled it on the broccoli. And here's the special broccoli. And I'm like, this is it. Like that's what was differentiating their broccoli from Parmesan broccoli. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. No, I mean, wait, was it, was it seven? I keep saying seven. Yeah. 70, 70. Wow. What was the address again? Yeah, 1338 Polk Street, San Francisco. Anybody here from San Francisco? <laughs> well, where where I think it is on Polk Street, I'm I'm just saying I don't think I mean it's near them, but I don't think it's a restaurant. I think it's a big room. Okay. Can I how do I can I share 
Yeah, you can Where's share the, the screen. How do I do that? You go what into... Is it, is it like five square feet? <laughs> share screen. We're running 70 restaurants. Share. Do you see that? Yeah, yeah. Hold this on, is let me it. see it. Hold on, I'm going to bring it. I got it. You guys can see this, right? <laughs> I was going to call it a shack. You just said it's right worse next, than wait, I it's, it's the one next to the yoga studio between Fresh it, Blades. It's right here. 1338. <laughs> wait a minute. Can you zoom in on that? I want to see because it looks abandoned or closed. Huh? Unless it's this thing where the pizza no, thing it's just is. No, it says 1338 right there. Yeah, it does. Oh, that's ah. the door. Yeah. Oh, open daily 10 a.m. How no is way. that in 70 restaurants, though? That looks so sketchy. This is the <laughs> kind of place that I wouldn't even like, I wouldn't order from there. There's no way. I'm yeah, you would though, because there. most people who use these apps, unless you've worked them, you wouldn't know. You'd see the. You wouldn't know, and you just go. Okay, oh, I have a question. Great. I have a question for everybody. As a driver, if you got an order and then you go to this place, you look at this place and go, "No, nah, man, I'm out." Or do you actually proceed going in with the delivery? Well, that's why I was saying, you know, Ron uh, Andre Courier once said to me, he's like, you know what? And this was. I think pre-pandemic or right around the start. It was it wasn't when things were really getting weird. He said Grubhub is killing it above the others. They were, they were transparent. He said, but what they really need are stations where all the food is run to and then just dispatched from those stations. I mean, for efficiency for the restaurants was the point because they got so backed up and whatnot. So I'm wondering, because of San Francisco and the traffic and whatnot, are they maybe they have runners pulling them to this location? Pulling in the know. alley, dropping off a whole batch of here's this restaurant, here's this. All I got to say is if I, as a driver, but if I pulled up to that, still. I'd be that like. That means, means it's been through multiple hands and multiple cars and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also like out of those 70, I would guess that some of them are probably good restaurants. If you show up there, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't, I don't want steak and lobster from that place. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, but okay, so the, the this is uh just kind of because I, I I just think it 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 just we've all felt the the weather this week for sure. So um I asked Tom if he would if he would if he would lead this article on how Uber Lyft electrify America, EV go, Tesla, and lack of knowledge led to Chicago's EV disaster. Did anybody everybody saw that, right? All the Teslas that were shut down for days, Tesla no, no, charging stations couldn't charge. Right. No. So we learned a very, they didn't a very big lesson. leave the world behind us. <laughs> but you know, we, Steve, we talked about this more more than a year ago. Yeah. This is going to be a major issue for the northern states and, and up into Canada when it comes to trying to to charge these batteries, keep these batteries going, all that kind of stuff. That. These batteries do not work well in very frigid or very hot temperatures. There's a very narrow band where these batteries work well. That doesn't mean they don't work at all. But this, but this was, I mean, I know it was really cold. I understand that. But we can't, I mean, what if like we were, what if we did have a, um, 
you know, the infrastructure for the whole country for EV and which we were nowhere near. We've talked, Tom and I've talked about that at length too, but then we had all these EVs too. And then the cold blast comes through like this. Do you know that that like, if every, like all the States want us in only EVs and we're just not there yet. We we've Tom and I have talked many times about why we just skip hybrid. Hybrid was such a good idea, you know, and this is a perfect example of it. Hybrid. There were some cars that, these Teslas were getting towed to the charging stations. There were some charging stations that were 500 cars long and people were sitting in them because it was the only way to maybe get some charge. Right. No, it, it was yeah. a mess. And, and uh, one of the uh, news reports I was watching, uh, one of the tow truck drivers was like, I've never made so much money in a week. Yeah. Yeah. Just, 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 and all he was doing was picking up Teslas. But see, the this is where. So to Tony, I say, I mean, some of these people in Chicago. I, I mean, I just I've, when I lived in Michigan, I went to Chicago quite a bit. You drive a lot, so maybe they live in Brookfield, but they work in the city. So that's like that's going to be a whole like. What if they just did that and they've got a pattern, and it was low, but they don't do gig work like you, and they're just that's their pattern. Like maybe it was only a third left, but that's fine on any given day. Right. So, I mean, I see what you're saying about some people that, you know, they should have been charged up and they knew the weather was coming kind of thing. I think the, the part they didn't know was, you know, nobody told them that, hey, at this temperature, every, it blacks out the chargers, the cars. <laughs> right. right. And no, people <laughs> and see if everybody's battery is only getting 40% of what it usually does, then yeah, everybody's going to need to hit the supercharger, right? Well, you can't if everybody's heading there at the same time because they're all experiencing the same problem. Chicago, understand what is not the exception. To, this happened all through the North and it's going to be bad again this coming week too. So this is, it just goes on to prove what we've been saying over and over again. Um, nobody's ready for this EV revolution that people have been talking about. There is no infrastructure there for this. The whole thing is a sham. It's one of the biggest shams ever put on America. Wait a minute. Tony, did it happen here too? So uh, for those of you that don't know, Tony and I live in the same market. Um, and he's in Park Meadows is in our market. So I'm like, were the EVs out here too? I didn't know that. I mean, I knew we did get very cold, but I didn't know that we were, I didn't know that they were shut down here. Um, but yeah, guys, the only other thing I had on the, on the docket for tonight was Julie Sue and I just can't go there. I'll get mad. I'll have nightmares. And there's a lot of shit to talk about, but next week, um, I had it scrolling at the bottom. This I got right now, but Mike Karubi on, um, here, put it back up there on January 22nd, Mike Karubi and I will be live at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific on many platforms. Um, New Jobs America, Be My Own Boss. And we will be talking about the independent uh, contractor rule change a little bit. But then later in the week, not a determined day yet, um, Kim Cavan, her attorney who's representing her fight against the, doc the, the, fight, the document she wrote like Kevin Kiley in California wrote one, Kim wrote one on in New Jersey. 
um, and they're both pushing them. So she has an attorney. So Kim, her attorney, and me will be having a conversation to really bring everybody up to speed on the independent contractor rule change because it's getting deeper and weirder. But there's challenges in. Kim put a legit challenge in. She's got a lot of people behind her. Um, Kevin Kiley riled up a lot of people on both sides of the aisle. Um, so um, we'll see what happens. But as of now, it is in place. If you're if you're wondering, is it is it done or you know we've heard this kind of thing before? It's not done yet. It is done. It's done. It's done. It's in the books. It's done. March 11th. Um, and technically, from what I've been told from Kim and other people, you can be ticketed now, but they're not gonna until the 11th. So the, the biggest problem that you guys are going to hear when I talk to Kim next week, because I've talked to her a few times, is the fact that, she, that you'll learn a ton. Don't It's not just as easy as this, but it really comes down to a case-by-case basis, a state-by-state basis, and it allows the states to interpret this however the hell they want. And pat, It's basically the, you know, the first part of you can do whatever you want to these people now in your state. So how I said it the other night when I was on something, you know where you live. <laughs> if you live in a state where this kind of crap's going to go down, you know that. Be involved. You know, I've said it before, be involved. That logo up in the corner above Kim's head is uh, driver driverrights.org. Um so you guys hit like hit, hit that up. Um it's singular driverrights.org and add your name. We got 70,000 signatures. And there's a way that in two minutes, you can just put your email, your zip code, your name in, and it will email your congressman for you. Tell, and there's a pre-written letter that it does for you, too. So um, you can go in there and tweak it. You can add to it. You can erase it and type it all yourself. But we've written it out so that it already has, basically, I'm a gig worker. I believe in these four principles, you know, the right to transparency, blah, blah, blah. I want to be an independent contractor, not an employee. All the things that we want, it's already written out that way and you'll see it first before you submit it. But it's that easy. We tried to make it that easy so that you guys would do it. And 70,000 of you have. So that's a big number, um, you know, and that's just over a year to do that. So please get your, uh, um, get your name up. Hold on. Let me see. What's this last comment? I got to. Oh, wait, no. Oh, eight. Sorry, guys. I needed to pull up one last one. Is it this one? Yes. <clears throat> so you remember Rick was on hold with Uber? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, and I was wow. watching, too, because he was saying, like, what did he say right here? Oh, yeah. I was watching it get escalated, and then it went to here. Yeah. Like, this was the third th thing. And then... I told you guys, I mean, like this, it didn't take Drizzly shutting down for us to do this tonight. This could, we could have done this four months ago to Uber. We could have, Rick could have called and escalated this four months ago. They still would have done the exact same thing. Hmm. What they're trying to do is not give him an answer. Because yeah, no one's going to call back. For all they know, <laughs> Rick's a reporter too. You know, they do not want to say something like, oh, yeah, you definitely need to. Whenever they can, they play that IC card. Dude, you're an IC. That's up to you. Well, if it's up to me, I'm also allowed to use the tools, apps, um, no acceptance rate. Like, if we're going to if we're going to be independent contractors, let's be above the board. I'm fine with that. But you can't we can't just play it day by day on the on the angles you want. 
that's how I kind of think of it. So, um, with that that's said, kind of crazy that they left them there, though. Yeah, no, I mean, well, I mean, what else would they do? I think that's they hope insane. in those escalations you're just going to hang up. You know, because I think enough of us know. Like at some points, you just call and you're like, "Why did I even bother?" They're like, "We're going to escalate," and you're like, "Never mind." Yeah. You know, I mean, it's that's sad, but that's that's what I was saying about you know, customer service is huge, and they just don't have it. I mean, but also they really don't want you to know anything. You know, they don't want to they don't want to say to somebody, even not a reporter, that might put it out there and and have other people look into it too. Like, Hey, wait, you know, they won't give me a straight answer. Even that, like if you, if you go tweet that all it takes is going viral for a bunch of people. I mean, I I'm in circles with freelance fight for freelancers that have 60 attorneys. I should go drop that comment in there. You know, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying that they're really playing with fire at a time when they're going to be sued legislation, all kinds of things. Seems like it might be time to like pause on the whole liquor thing for a minute, even though you paid a lot of money for that drizzly. Just saying. But that's the way of Uber. Um, and so it is. Uh, but you guys, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, I'm glad we didn't have to get into too much of the of the Julie Sue stuff. Because next week, again, there will be Mike and I. And then sometime later in the week, Kim and I will be doing that thing. So there will be two things. And in between those two, I've been... I've been really spending a lot of time putting what's going to what. Um, and so I think between the two, we'll have it all as described as you can at this point. Cause Kim and I have talked a few times. She has it more understanding than anybody I've talked than the lawmakers themselves, but that's how she always is. But it's, she's definitely like that on this one. She has it down more than she's telling lawmakers who voted on it. That kind of shit. She's like, do you know what you voted for? Yeah. Do you? Because you voted for this. Wait, no, I, uh, yeah, you did. You know, and, and so she's explaining to him, she's showing him. Like, this just goes to show we're, we have a bunch of morons running us. But that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Until next week, earn safe, be smart, peace, y'all, and good night. Stay warm. <laughs>